That's so on brand for you. So on brand. Yep, very on brand. Hey everyone, welcome to the That's So On Brand podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Mann. I'm a graphic designer and business coach, and I am endlessly fascinated by other people's passions. It's our passions that make us unique, relatable, and people that others want to work with and get to know. I'm on a mission to get people thinking about their story and how their life experiences have molded them into the entrepreneur, athlete, or professional that they are today. You may not be for everyone, but you are most definitely a person that someone out there needs right now. So join me every Wednesday to hear from aspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners and see just how unique, authentic, and inspiring each person's journey is. So let's get into it. Welcome back, everyone. I'm really excited. I have another fellow gull with me. Hey, Hannah. Hi. It's good to have you on. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. So, Hannah, who are you? What do you do? <laughs> um, so, I'm Hannah Orovac. I am the founder and interior designer for Lawless Design. Um, We're a sustainable and holistic interior design firm. Um, We focus on residential and commercial projects, um, mostly residential though. And while we started in New England, we're actually starting to branch out into other areas um, of the country, which is really exciting. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. I am. I, I've had a couple of recent, pro- I actually last year worked with a client in Amsterdam, um, which was really Whoa. cool. Um, one of our clients lived in Somerville and then um, they moved a couple of years later after for job relocation. So they reach out and they were like, would you do our house here? And I was like, uh, yes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of been, it's been cool. And then um, I have another repeat client who this is our third place working with them or th- their third house. Um, and that's in Miami. Then we also have a California project. So it's been really cool how you get these clients here. And then as they're like growing and moving, and then you get these other really cool projects with them. And it's really cool to build those relationships over time. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel similarly about some of my clients who have, I've worked with at other companies and then they they leave and then they're like, but I still want to work with you. (laughs) So then I'm working with them in like two or three different companies over the past, like almost five years. So it's super fun. And it means that you're really making a good connection, right? Like they, they don't want to let you go. (laughs) I feel like repeat clients are the best and like they're the best projects because you already know each other. So you have this great relationship, like me and this one client, um, who I'm working with in Miami, it's our third house together. And it's just been like two years since we started working together. And so for us, I mean, first off, she's an amazing client. She's super decisive, but like her and I are just so in sync and so in tune that we get these projects and so efficiently because it's just like, we know exactly what, like, I know exactly what she wants. Like, like it, it just works out so well. And I love that. Yeah. It's like a a comfort zone. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But it's cool because each project that we've done with them, they've been in completely different areas. So each style is so different, but that's what makes it really fun because it's the same client, but then we're like doing new and different things with them. So it's always fun to do that. That's so cool. And I'm really excited to talk to you because I feel like I know a little bit about your business and I follow you on Instagram and like, you're very active on there, but I don't know anything about like how your business started. So I'm excited to get into that. (laughs) So to start, I'm curious, and I've been curious about this for a while, but what made you choose Lawless? 
And then what was the thought process for like the visuals behind your brand? Yeah. So Lawless is actually a family name, um, which a lot of people don't know. Yeah. So it was my great great grandmother's maiden name. um, And then it's my grandfather's middle name. And so I wanted something for my company where I didn't necessarily, I, I I always thought my company, I always knew since I was a little kid that I was going to have a company and I always (laughs) thought it was going to be like Hannah Beth or like something iteration of my name. But then while I started my business, um, my husband, my now husband, Mike was helping me and I knew I was going to get married soon. So I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to have Hannah Cushman designs because then I'm going to get married and I'm changing my name and I don't want to rebrand and do all that. And so yeah. I started thinking about, okay, what are some other personal names for me? And I started looking at like my grandparents and things like that. And I thought Lawless, I mean, first off, I think that's such a cool name. Yes. Um, but then it also, I think, described the design style of what I want to evoke and how I want things to be like very different and there's not necessarily like exact rules on like what you can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was wondering if that was the meaning behind it, but I like, and it would be cool if it was just that, but I like that there's like another layer to it. That's more personal. That's really cool. That's so cool. So what, and you're a visual person. I mean, there's a lot of things that we probably have in common in like our jobs, but like what were, what was your thought process behind like the visuals for your brand? Cause like, it's very like calming. I feel like when I see like your graphics come up on Instagram, I like know it's yours. So you do like such a good job with the branding. Oh, thank you. That that's so good to hear, especially from a graphic designer. Cause I, I feel like I, I always appreciate graphic design, but I know I'm not like the best at it. And it's just like, for me, I like things that are pretty like clean and minimal. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, it's even with my design style, I like things to be timeless. And so it's not like super trendy where you're doing like trendy colors or like trendy, like graphics and shapes and things like that. I really just want something to just evolve over time. And, you know, you not, not necessarily know, oh, wow, they definitely did that. Like, you know, back in 2015 or the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of just like, oh, it's like a cool, classic, timeless piece. Yeah, I definitely get that from from what you do. And I also I personally really enjoy the the this or that series. <laughs> yes. I, I love like whenever I choose something and it's like the majority, I'm like, yes, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny because my husband, my husband Mike always does like the opposite and he's always like, I never get it right. I'm like, there's a right or wrong. Um but I, I can't take credit for the this or that. I did come up with the idea, but one of the designers who works with me, she is, um, th- those are some of her things that she does. So she posts them That's and so great. Yeah. They're, I think they're fun because it's just, it's fun to see if you go against the grain or with the grain on things. And like I said, there's never a wrong answer, but it's cool to see, um, you know, like who likes the really dark and moody spaces, who, who likes the light and bright things. It's fun. Right. And yeah, I, forget that not everyone knows what the heck I'm talking about. Your the this or that series (laughs) is Instagram stories and it's like two different kitchens or two different offices and people are just voting like which one they like. Yeah. (laughs) I think we all just like to, I don't know, 
feel like we're being heard or we get to talk about our opinion. We're like this one. I don't know what that human urge is. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, but I totally agree with you. I feel like it's fun to just see where you fall. Like, I feel like whenever any company does that, even if it's like a skincare company, it's like, Oh, would you rather have this or that? I'm like, Oh, this. And then everyone else is that. And I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, so it it can be either like very validating or then you're like, wait, I'm rethinking. <laughs> you start second guessing yourself and you're like, maybe I don't like that. Right. It's so funny. We could get into the psychology of it, but <laughs> <laughs> so I'm super interested in like the trajectory of events that led you to doing what you do now. Like what made you want to run your own business. I know you said that you always wanted one as a kid, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but I always knew growing up, I was going to have a business. That was like a goal of mine, but for whatever reason, I always thought you had to be, you know, work 20 years in the industry, you know, work your way up through a company and then start like, I don't know. I always just thought that, um, growing up, um, my dad is in like the construction field. He does HVAC. Um, and then my uncle is a carpenter. And so I was always really exposed to things, um, with like construction and design and process. And my dad was always, um, I grew up in the same house that my mom grew up in. And so it was really, um, it was really interesting. And, um, it was just, you know, dated. I mean, it was like sixties. And so my dad, um, is super handy. And so he, was always renovating room by room. And so as a kid, I was kind of just like, you know, sitting there, maybe helping him like getting a wrench. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, just kind of like, like I was always really interested in that. And then my, my uncle who I'm really close to, um, you know, builds houses in, um, my hometown and kind of out. Very handy family. (laughs) Yeah. So my, my dad's side of the family is very, very creative. Um, some of my aunts are artists and like my grandma does pottery. And so there's a lot of different like artistic elements, my dad's side of the family. Um, but my dad is also in business. Um, and so for me, it was like kind of that like fusion of business and creativity. And I always knew I wanted to do that. So when I got to, when I got to high school, I knew I wanted to do interior design for a program but I also wanted to do business. And so that was where it was like, Endicott was like, just, I knew I was going to go there because I was just like, all right, they have a awesome design program there. They also have business. And that was, I think how I decided I didn't want to go somewhere um, like an art school. Right. I, I, you know, I, I, I loved those schools and I thought it'd be so cool, but I knew I wanted to do business too. And so that was kind of, you know, why I went there. Um, so obviously you did them too. The, the internships are so, so I think those are amazing. And, and especially the senior year one where you just get, the, I don't know, you just get so many awesome opportunities to work with companies. And you like, um, get to know what you actually want to do in the real yeah. world. Like my first two internships, I was like, not it. But the yep. last one I was like, yes, I get it. I get it now. <laughs> yeah. I, that was exactly with me. I mean, I, I, I loved, I will say I loved all of mine. They were all very different. So you get to see like different sides of them. Right. Um, and so my, my last one, I was working with the director of design in her house. Um, but the company was out just outside of DC mm-hmm. and I got this like really cool opportunity to like work directly with this design director of like a pretty decently large firm. And I would fly down with her to DC and like, oh. you know, get all these really like cool opportunities as someone who's what 21 and not even graduated. And so 
when I was graduating, I felt like I kind of like, I just felt like I had a lot of experience, you know, compared to maybe someone else who was at that age. And same. For whatever reason, I decided to move to Delaware because there was a really good opportunity for this company. And everyone's like, you're moving to Delaware? Why? So random. <laughs> it's so random. So I worked for a company there for a year. Um, and that's actually where I met my husband because um, he was living in that area too. But we didn't meet until the last week I was moving. I love that. To Boston. <laughs> um, so that's like a whole other story. So I moved <laughs> back up to Boston and him and I started dating and he had his own business at the time and he was doing it on the side. And so I never, when we went on our first date and he was telling me, oh, I have my own business. I was like, what do you mean you have your own, your own business? You're like 25. Right, like, <laughs> I was so confused. And I was like, what? Like, cause I feel like even that was what, like seven years ago, it, it wasn't that popular. Like, no, I agree. It, entrepreneurship, I feel like has taken off so much with like social media. Mm-hmm. And so when he told me that, I was like, wow, I never thought that I could have a business. Right. And so kind of like, you know, progressing the story for, you know, cause I could go into a lot of detail. I realized I was working for a design for, or an architecture firm in Boston. I loved the work. It was like hospitality. It was really cool, but I realized I didn't get a lot of client interaction. Mm. Uh, I got to work on really cool projects. Like at Logan, I got to work on casinos and hotels and got amazing experience. Um, just especially like technical experience that was really good for knowing how to build things and just work with architects and builders and things like that. Um, and it was a decently large firm, but there wasn't a lot of interior designers there. So it was, again, like I got these really cool opportunities that someone was like a 23 year old really would not get ever. Right. Uh, So it was really, and I think that's like, just so like such good advice for someone is to find like a firm that's big enough where you can do cool projects, but then small enough where you're not just like doing grunt work. Right. Yeah. You're like really hands-on. Um, so basically while I was there, I just realized it wasn't what I loved. And so I just started doing like random side projects, like Mm -hmm. e-design and things like that. I did it too. (laughs) Yeah. I actually started the e-design. Now that I remember, I started the e-design even when I was in Philly, um, before I even met Mike, because, when we graduated from Endicott, I had a ton of student loans. And yeah. <laughs> when you graduate college, you don't make a lot of money in the design field. And so I was just like, how do I pay off my student loans as quickly as possible? So I started just doing like, found this like random e-design company and just started doing like random projects for them on the side, like on nights and weekends. Cause I also didn't know anyone when I lived in Philly. Right. Um, I just kind of moved there on a whim for this job. And so I had a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I kind of just started doing that. And then I formed a business after, you know, after I met Mike and then I did it for about a year and a half on the side. And fortunately, you know, it got too busy that I was able to leave my job. And yeah, you get to a point where you're like, I need to choose one. I can't do both. I don't have enough time to build this business unless I quit. It's like super scary. Cause you're like, I don't have hundred percent of what I need, but I have like 50 or 60%. You're like on that borderline and Mike was the person. Cause I was not ready to leave my job. And Mike was very adamant. And he was like, you need to leave like my mental health. Like I was <laughs> so stressed. Us, please leave. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was so stressed. I wasn't sleeping. Like it was because I, I love what I do. And so it, for me, when I work, it's not like, Oh, I have to work. It's like, right. man, I actually genuinely enjoy this. 
So I don't mind working a lot of hours because I really love it. And I think that's like also probably my downfalls. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause you, you love what you do. And then you get to a point where you're like, why, why have I worked like 16 hours today? <laughs> like I should probably like eat or exercise or do like anything else. Just for, like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I totally, I, I, I feel the same way about what I do. And especially like, I actually really enjoy like social media and like making reels and coming up with posts. Like I love content creation. Yeah. So, like I'll, You're so good I'll at be, like Sunday and Dylan's like, what are you listening to? Cause it's like the real music playing over and over again. As I'm <laughs> and he's like, stop, like we're watching a movie. It's so bad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're really good at that. You're really good at like all of that content creation for social media. I love watching your stuff. Thanks. I feel like you are too. So <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, nice of you. <laughs> well, so, I think we're both visual people. And I think right. that definitely helps with social media is having a hundred percent. Cause there's so many people who are like, I don't even know how to like do this. Like the technical, the, the technical side is really tough. And I feel like when you're, you have any design background or you're working on the computer a lot, you kind of figure things out pretty quickly even yep. if it's not as easy as I don't know what could be <laughs> so true I never thought about that like we work in so many different programs oh, that yeah. just like picking things up like that is like pretty easy oh yeah it's it's just building the the habit really so what I'm very interested I don't know that much about the interior design field so do you have any like pet peeves about your industry or anything going on right now where you're like not into it or like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I think for one thing, I'm not a super trendy designer and that's just, that's just not someone I'm going to be. I mean, one for like part of like a big passion of mine is sustainability. And, yeah. and I think when you do something that's super trendy, you know, a few years from now, people are going to get sick of it. People are again, are going to be like, Oh, wow. That, happened in 2015, you know? And so for me, I don't love doing the like trendy color of the year, like different things. I think if you want to add that in and maybe a pillow accent decor, things like that, that are kind of like easily switched out. Yeah. But for me, I'm not going to be this like ultra trendy designer for clients. And I do. And I, and I think that totally works for other people where maybe it's not a sustainability or like eco-friendly things aren't their driving factor, but that's something for me that I really want to instill in my clients is creating these timeless spaces. Yeah. I, when I think of you, I I think of sustainability, like right away, that's one of like the core, the core things I have always sustainable, like very health conscious. I don't know. I, I have these like little pockets. (laughs) I love that. That's cool. It's always interesting to see what other people just from like, I don't know, just from social media or things like that. I try to share some things on there just so you can get like a personal kind of relation because I think that's part of it too, especially with you as we work with these clients and it's a very like personal relationship. And so they need to get to know you because you want to work with someone that you like, and maybe you connect with you know, you're really into hiking and outdoors. And so maybe that person is too. And that's something that you kind of connect on, on like a client relationship level. Right. You're leading right into the next question about infusing your personal life into social media and in your business. And 
I don't know what what is the the line for you with that do you find it easy or difficult to do that I don't find it difficult I I just think like there's certain things I share on there and just certain things I don't like I'll share like Mike and I working on stuff on our house for sure I'll share um, I'll even share things that happen with projects. Like even today, I, I shared a photo of this tile and I was like, this wasn't the original design. This changed into construction because of X, Y, and Z. And I think being upfront about things like that, I mean, I'm not going to share ever, like, I'm not going to share everything about my personal life there because I just don't find it maybe helpful or useful right. Right. for people. Um, you know, and I also have a wide range of clients. And, you know, I, I just want to be very inclusive for all of my clients. I think that's really important. And I just really value all of my relationships with them. Um, so I think just getting enough where people understand you as a person and maybe again, connect with on like, oh, she really likes hiking or she really likes cooking and eating healthy or, you know, being active. I think those are things that I like sharing about, um, I don't really know. You see a lot of my dog. <laughs> I was going to say. I feel, well, I feel like these little things like Kona and like the, the food you make and I don't know, these little things attract people who also like those things. And it also gives people like an in to start a conversation with you, which I think is always good to have people engaging with you and engaging with your content, even if it's not about interior design or about your business, they're still engaging and you're still on their mind, you know? And like every time they see a dog that looks like Kona or like I have a friend who has a, a Vishla. I don't know if you know what kind of dog that is. It's like a very specific dog. <laughs> okay. I don't know. But every time I see it, I'm like, Katie, like I need to tell her I saw a Vishla. You know what I mean? Like it's these weird things that like people recall and it keeps you top of mind oddly enough. So I totally agree. There's like those, there's like, there's a line where there's some things where it makes a lot of sense to, to share, but it doesn't have to be everything. Yeah. I mean, even things of like what I eat, there's like, I don't post all like, oh, I don't eat this or I eat this. Like I'll, I'll share like, you know, oh, here's a meal that I had. Cause I'm very like active about like my health and, you know, just things like that too. But there's a lot of people where it's like, oh, they're plant-based. And so I don't want to be like, oh, I don't agree with plant-based. I like, I could care less. Like I I think eating plant-based, if that works for you, that's totally fine. Um, But if maybe then other people that eat like a different way, it's like, I don't have an opinion about how other people eat or things. Cause I think you're plant-based, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's awesome. I know for me, I did it for a few months and it wasn't the best for me. But I know a ton of people that it works for. And I'm like, that's great. But I think like when you start instilling your opinions about certain things, I guess don't like, they're not, they don't really matter, you know, for your job. Then that's again, where like, I don't want to offend someone if I'm like, oh, I don't like eating that. Or I don't like, I don't know. Like, there's just like random things. I feel like some people might be like, oh, like that's weird. I don't know. Right. Yeah. It's, it's more about like the way you frame it. Like, you're not like I'm eating this because I think plant-based is stupid. You're just like, I'm eating this. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like presenting an argument. It's not an opinion. Yeah. You're just like, this is what I had. Or even like with interior design, I'm not going to post something being like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> this is you know what I mean? Like that would just, <laughs> and that's the thing that we're like, I'm just not going to post things that I don't like. I post, I think that's probably, you know, encompassing, you know, 
going back to like personal is like, I just post things that I like. I'm not posting about things I don't like in, you know, general. So I think that's right. And it's like, it's, it's breeding joy and like positivity. You're not gonna start controversy for no reason. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's like what I always try to have my platforms be is just like very like, uh, like happy, like uplifting place where there's just like a lot of like positive like energy and things like that that's what I want my platform to be I don't want to have like negative things even the other day I took down uh, a TikTok because I had this guy trolling people on my thing and calling them, calling them like dumb and things like that and I was like all right I don't want this negativity on my post so I just deleted the whole like video altogether because I was like this is ridiculous that's such a shame because I bet it had nothing to do with the video at all. It was just a dumb person. Exactly. <laughs> Why are you taking over my post? Get out of here. <laughs> That's crazy. So in terms of entrepreneurship and running a business, what has been like one of the biggest struggles for you? I think we kind of touched on it before, but not knowing when to stop working. Yeah, his thing. And I think it's really hard because when I first started my business, Mike and I were doing long distance. So for me, I would wake up super early. I wake up at like four and I'd work before my job. I'd work out, I'd go to the gym. Then I'd go to my job for like 10 hours and I come back home and just work until I went to bed. And so I kind of got in this routine of just working throughout throughout the day. And so when we got married and then I was just continually working all the time and it was like nights and weekends and makes us like, when is there time for me? Like, and, (laughs) and I, he totally understood that I was like trying to grow my business. Right. And he also had his own, um, before too. So he totally understood. But now as I look back, I'm like, wow, like, did I really need to, you know, send that email then or like do that. And so I think I, as I've had it, I've started becoming better, but I'm definitely, definitely not where I should be. I definitely could definitely chill out and cut back, but I, I did hire, I've hired a couple of people in the last like couple of years to alleviate some of that because I realized I can't do everything. And if you want to grow your business, you're going to need to start, you know, you're going to need to start like adding people and, you know, giving other people work to help out with. So that's definitely been helpful for that aspect yeah it's funny because I'm in like I'm I'm in a similar boat where like I want to I don't know I'm trying I'm getting better with the the work-life balance for sure but I also know that like I don't want to hire people ever which poses a big problem right like I can only take on so much at once which means that I need to charge x amount and, and, or I need to automate some of the things. So it's like the same problem, but in like, a t- in a different yeah. way. And I think both ways are are good. It's not mm-hmm. right or wrong to do it either way. It's just, you have to figure out what, what works for you. But yeah, I also think that our culture is just so focused on like, just work continue working like what else is there to do just work especially in COVID it got so bad for me it was like all I did was work yeah well I think there's such a hustle culture yeah and for me like totally like mess with my health and um like cortisol and like all of that and like I kind of started to realize I'm like I have 
I like, you know, I'm a healthy person, but I'm like, this is like detrimental to my health. And at like, what point can you like keep going? Because I was just always so stressed and just always working on things. And I think that's like such a great point is like, I think when you start your business, you kind of need to figure out like, what way do you want to go? Do you want to grow and start like adding people and doing it that way? Do you want to stay by yourself? And I think that's like so important when you like start a business. And I feel like people don't realize that when you have a business is you have a million different hats yep. where you're like, you're, you're accountant <laughs> and you're, you're your planner and you're doing this and you're doing all these things that you're like, wait, but I just want to design. Like, right. I know it, it's like when you start a new job and you have to like relearn things or learn the different, I don't know, strategies or software that the new company is using, but like tenfold because of all those hats. And I think the most important thing I ever did was like hiring a bookkeeper and hiring people even not, I mean, it's not like even part-time, it's just like as needed, but just to have those people in my corner when I don't know what the heck I'm doing in QuickBooks, I'm like, help. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That (laughs) That was me last week to my accountant. I was like, help me. like didn't reconcile my books for like six months and I was like oh oh no (laughs) luckily it wasn't a big mess but I was like this is this is crazy (laughs) that was I was trying to do stuff myself because especially too when you're starting your business you're trying to cut down on expenses and so I was like trying to do all the stuff myself but then like I'm not the best with QuickBooks there's like so many different things there that I feel like I messed something up so Mike was helping me and then, you know, every quarter I was like, Hey, can you help me? I need to like do my, my estimated taxes or like whatever. I was like trying to do stuff. And then, you know, finally I was just like, I need my accountant to just do monthly <laughs> yeah. things. Like Mike's going to kill me at one point. No, he's amazing. Like he honestly, if I didn't have, like, if he wasn't there for me, I would never have started my business or like never would be here. So he's been like, the biggest help for everything, which is really awesome. Yeah. Dylan, my boyfriend is a massage therapist and he has his own business too. Um, and it's interesting, like being in a relationship with someone who does what you do kind of, I mean, he's not a graphic designer, but like, he still has to deal with all the like running your business stuff. Like the other day I was like, tax season's coming. (laughs) Yeah. Are you excited? And he's like, no, like, it's nice to have that person to like commiserate with like so close by. I feel like I take that for granted. Well, that must be so cool. I, oh, I totally do too. I feel like that must be so cool for you to be able to like bounce ideas off of, or like, I'm such like, uh, I'm very creative, but I'm also very analytical and logical. Mm -hmm. I think that's why I always wanted to have a business is because I love the creative side of design but then I also love yeah I love like strategy and numbers and so that's where I love like the business side and I'm sure for you and Dylan it must be really cool to kind of like talk about like business and like your things that you're doing with there and like even like bounce ideas off of one another that's really cool yeah it's it's a lot of fun for sure I've definitely been able to help him because he started his business July 2020 so I don't know. I feel like it was good for him. Cause I was like, all right, you need to do this and this and this and like a list of things. And he was like, thank goodness. <laughs> like, That's awesome. Yeah. It's been, it's been fun. So I have a few more like random fun, weird questions. So if you were a car, what would you be? Okay. 
I'm definitely not a car person. So I know like all of like five cars, <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> but I think, I think I actually evoke my car. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a Tesla model Y. Whoa. Like, first Tesla on here. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting. Well, I think because it's, you know, environmentally friendly, yeah. um, the design's pretty like sleek, mm-hmm. but then also intricate at the same time. Like there's like different like things that you might not notice at first, but then you kind of like dive into it and you're like, oh, wow, that's really cool. And minimalist. So it's very minimalist. Yeah. And I, th- you know, it only comes in like a few colors, which is nice because I'm definitely a neutral person. <laughs> um, so I think that's, I, I think that would probably be what I would be. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know you had one. I thought, what did you have before that? I had a CRV. Um, okay. Like, I know you like had problems with it recently. <laughs> I, yes, it was, it got to the point where it was an awesome car. It was like yeah. 10 years old though. And Mike was fixing it so much. Where <laughs> it would be like one month it would be like, oh, the brakes are going. Oh, then the calipers. And then, you know, this, and I'm, he was just like, you need, like, we need to sell this before this just dies out on you. Um, and because I travel so much for like clients, because a lot of my clients are all over, it just, we knew we wanted to get an electric car for like, for that. And just for environmentally, um, and it just made sense. So I think I've had it for like a year and a half. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Longer than I thought. Yeah. I, I just had to get a new car in September and that's my first, like my first adult car. It's crazy. And I got, I got the same car I have a rep for, and I had one. Oh, nice. before. That's awesome. Those are really, I love those ones. We were looking at that too. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I, I test drove a, a CRV and it actually was a lot smoother of a ride, but I was like, it doesn't feel like my rap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so specific. Like when I, um, my first car was my great grandparents, 96 Buick wow. and it had blue leather interior. I actually had it. At oh my Endicott, God. Blue was, leather. It was blue leather. I, yeah. I had it at Endicott, which was like kind of embarrassing because of the school <laughs> we went to, but whatever, I didn't care. Um, and it was, it was just like this, like you know, really reliable car. But, um, it's funny because at my job, I was traveling before I, um, the architecture firm I was working for in Boston, I was traveling a bunch. And so I would need to rent cars. And when they would give me a Buick, I was just like, this is home. Like this is (laughs) because it was the most comfortable car I've ever been in. It was like lounge seats. And you just felt so comfy in it that when I, whenever I had one, I was like, this is it. I love it. You're like, I feel it's, it's my comfort zone. Totally. That's so funny. (laughs) We get so attached to cars. Even if we aren't car people, we're like, it's just my RAV4. It's mine. Like, I don't know. For whatever reason, I name my cars. Don't know why. Oh, nice. I, I'm not a I'm not a car person, but for whatever reason, I name my cars. <laughs> That's so funny. What's the Tesla's name? <laughs> um, Natalie. Oh, cute. <laughs> so I had um, um, Bertha was the Buick. Bertha the Buick, love it. <laughs> um, Cindy the CRV. Mm, alliteration. Then, yeah, and then Madeline the model Y. Yeah. I like it. I like, I love alliteration. (laughs) That's awesome. So when was the last time someone said like, wow, that's so on brand for you or 
that's so you or like this reminds me of you something along those lines it's probably I'd probably say like something not like not related to interior design because I feel like that's like too easy um but I probably say like something that I'm wearing Mm. um just because I feel like a lot of what I wear because I really love fashion and that was another field that I thought I might go into when I was younger and I love that kind of thing so all the clothing that I wear is like very like minimal I wear a lot of vintage pieces Mm -hmm. um a lot of neutrals and so I feel like when I wear something like someone would just be like oh like that matches your designs or like yeah yeah, someone will totally just say something like that I feel like there's a I don't know if there's like an overlap or if it's just the interior designers I know, but a lot of people who do interior design also like fashion too. That's interesting. Yeah. I feel like it, I feel like you just, when you're in any design field, like I'm sure with you, like you just appreciate anything that's well-designed. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I am not fashionable, (laughs) (laughs) but I definitely like appreciate it. Like when I see people who like look look really nice or like uh, I just got a new skirt that I'm excited about it it feels like it's really in style I'm like trying to do better (laughs) I love it that's awesome (laughs) even though I don't leave my apartment or this room ever but (laughs) (laughs) so tell me about you like as a as a child or a childhood story that's like on brand for you or describes you okay I (laughs) I love these questions no I had a great childhood my parents are amazing they're my best friends my brother I so it's the four of us my brother's a year older um we're all best friends and it's awesome um my dad is definitely a character um (laughs) and he has this this slogan that you know I've grown to kind of hate but also it's kind of like our family our family motto of we'll figure it out (laughs) so you know, I, there's a couple of instances that come to mind where I, um, when I went snowboarding for the first time with my family and I was in middle school and my dad, for whatever reason, brings me up to the top of the mountain and we get there and I'm like, dad, what do I do? And he's like, just go. Oh, (laughs) it's like the top of the mountain. It's not a bunny hill. And I'm just looking at him. I'm like, what? And he's like, you'll figure it out. Just go. Or die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's done that a bunch of times. When I when I got my license or no, my permit, my my learner's permit, the second day I got it, we had um my family had a boat in um Connecticut that was a couple of hours away from where we lived. And my dad just hands me the keys and he's like, You're driving. Mind oh you, I, I have my permit. And I'm like, this is my second day. It's like a two-hour drive. And he's like, You'll figure it out. And so it's kind of just things like that where I think I've kind of just carried that through my life. If I don't know how to do something, I'm always like, oh, I'll figure it out. Like, and I think that's kind of something that's kind of instilled in me. Like you might not know, but yeah, you'll get through it and you'll figure it out. Yeah. It's like a, it instilled a sense of independence and also just like you have the ability to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. A I lot think- of people like do not, they're like, I, I don't trust myself or like, I, I don't know, but those people who are like, no, we'll, we'll figure it out. Those, those are the, the people you want to be around. They're going to well, get think, stuff done. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think with, with you too, like having a business, you need to be decisive and make decisions, but then there's also things too, that maybe you haven't done before, but you're like, oh, I really want to do this. And so it's kind of like, you know, again, figuring it out, like 
it, you know, just kind of doing that. Yeah. And also figuring it out doesn't always mean that like you're doing it on your own. You're, you're trying it and you're like, this isn't going to work. I need to enlist some help. (laughs) Right. That's also part of it. Yeah, that's so true. (laughs) So last question, when I say the funniest thing you've ever witnessed, what comes to mind? And a lot of people have trouble because they're like, I don't know the funniest thing. So it can just be like a funny story. (laughs) I know. I like can't think of like the funniest. I I think my dog is hilarious. I'm <laughs> one of those obnoxious people. Post my dog every single day on I social love media. His yes, <laughs> I just think he's the most adorable thing. And when you get to know him, his personality is just hilarious because he's so animated. He'll come up to you, and it's like I I just feel like he can understand you. Um, there he just he just does ridiculous things and. This is also might be my most embarrassing story as well as funniest. But so we're at this dog park and mind you, Kona's a, I have to say, he's a very well-behaved dog. You know, (laughs) he, you know, people have always commented on, he's great. He's very well-behaved, you know, he's very active and very social, but also very even keeled. So we're at this dog park and for whatever reason, he attaches to this one dog. just loves this one other dog and he's not a big affectionate dog or not a cuddler he's not he loves cuddling mike and i um not but not like people. not to like other dogs or other mm-hmm. people per se and for whatever reason he attached to this dog and just really wanted to hump him oh, and no. he is not he's not he never does that like and so we're just kind of like very confused like this one dog he's very attached to so all the dogs are running around and like, we kind of see Kona off and we're like yelling at him to like, go away from that dog and leave the dog alone. <laughs> yeah. There's this whole group of dogs and they all run up to this top of the hill. And all of a sudden Kona just latches onto this dog and just starts humping him. And the owner's next to us and the owner's just laughing and she thinks it's funny. And I'm just like mortified because I'm screaming at him. I'm like, Kona, get down, get down. I'm like yelling at him persistently. And he's not, he's just on the top of the hill. On the top of the hill. On the top of the hill. Everyone (laughs) in the park, it felt like, was staring at him. Everyone's laughing. So I do my best. I'm running up the hill. I'm like sprinting up there and I get to him. And I, then I take him and I'm pulling him off the dog, but the dog decides to run down the hill. Oh, so no. while I'm trying to pull Kona off, Kona's attached to this dog. He's still trying to hump him. And I'm following him down the hill, trying to pull them off. Everyone there was hysterically laughing. I'm mortified. My husband thinks it's the funniest thing and he's doing nothing about it. Um, no, he's just watching. I'm like, oh my gosh, this, this is it. You know, this is it. Oh, no. I don't know like what the video was, but it was something on your stories like somewhat recently. You, I think Mike had like made like snow piles for him and then he like attacked <laughs> all of them in a row. I don't know. You like let him out and he was just like, zoom. <laughs> So he's a cattle dog, Australian shepherd. So he's super active and cattle dogs are, and Aussies are working dogs. And so Mike has him out a lot in the yard and he'll like dig holes for him. And like, I don't know, just do whatever. I see him helping. Yeah. Yeah. Mike's (laughs) just like out there and he's like supposed to be like putting in a tree and he's just like, Kona's like doing all the work. (laughs) 
And um, so I don't know how we discovered this, but I think we were trying to make a snowman a couple of years ago we started making one and then he just came over and he's like, what is this thing? Cause he's super protective too. And he just like demolished it. Lunges at it. Yeah. So then this year Mike made like three and he's like piling them up and I let him, I, I kept him inside and then I let him out and he just runs over and just attacks them and just destroys them all. It's so funny. It was so funny. I was like on the edge of my seat. I was like, he's, he must be so excited. Of <laughs> all these snowmen. Because you just see him. He's so fast that he just is at the door and then all the way in the backyard, just like in a second. And he's just like gone. Yeah, God. I I love, I love dogs. I, we live in an apartment where we can't have them, but cross my fingers. I'm hoping to buy a house this year. And that's like, the order is like house, dog, marriage. (laughs) Like that's like our priority list right now. I think that's what we, we, we bought the house. Uh, That was our first we got our first dog Mm -hmm. we found him the on our honeymoon that was like (laughs) we were like we did he was on pet finder so while we were on our honeymoon we were like searching so we're like when we get home we need a dog so we we were going away for a couple weeks so we didn't want to get one before yeah yeah. that was like our first thing when we got married we were like dog I know my mom thinks it's so funny and I'm like I don't I don't see why that's funny I think that makes a lot of sense (laughs) Oh, honestly, Kona is my best friend. I am with him more than any other person in this world (laughs) because I work from home and Mike doesn't work. He's supposed to work from home, but he doesn't. Um, So they just make life so much better when you are self-employed. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I have, I have the time at home. It'd be a, I'd be a good person to have a dog because I'd actually be here. So (laughs) <laughs> and you're active and like you like go outdoors and stuff like that like yeah you'd be perfect thanks I'm excited hopefully this year <laughs> <laughs> but anyway that's the last question I have for you this has been really fun and I just want to make sure that I give you time to let people know where they can follow you and find you and anything else you want to you want to promote or talk about yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so you can follow me, uh, Instagram it's lawless underscore the design. Uh, my website is lawless hyphen design.com, but then I also just got the domain lawless design. Finally. Ooh, exciting. Very exciting. That took a long process. Finally got it, which was huge. So I'm hoping to like figure all that out and transition everything. So I don't have that annoying little hyphen in front of that. <laughs> That's exciting. I know I'm like trying to, cause my, my business name is technically Krista man design, but I'm trying to think of a new name for my business. And every time I'm like testing URLs, it's like the most annoying process. I'm like, yeah. dang it. <laughs> it's, it's really tough. That's really, that's exciting for you though. Yeah. It's tough because I have my design business and then I also have my coaching business and ideally I'd like them to kind of fall under the same umbrella but it's probably just going to be some like flexible type of branding like something by Kristen not that but you know what I mean like something yeah. that can kind of be applied to both and still you can kind of take like the Richard Branson approach and just start having different things that's what I wanted for because I have all these different things I want to do but yeah. I want to have it under like the lawless umbrella but like there's like the design and then there's this and like all these different things and 
Richard Branson really inspired that for me. <laughs> That's a really good point. I should think about that. Yeah. Cause you could have like Chris and Mann, but then you could have like your coaching and then you could have your design. Yeah. Hmm. Thanks. It's similar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why I need to talk to creatives because everyone else, like I can't do it myself. It's like way too hard. It's too much pressure, but other people I'll talk about it and they're like, Oh, what about this? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm that annoying business like person where it's like, if someone starts like kind of talking about business, I'm like, oh, let's dive into this. And like, here, like, I love that stuff. Same, honestly, poor Dylan. I'm like, did you do this? And he's like, why are you thinking about my business? Right now? <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. I can't stop. It's just on my brain. <laughs> That's awesome. We're all crazy. Us small business owners. It takes a it, I don't know. It takes a certain kind of person for sure. <laughs> it does. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on. And I encourage everyone to, to follow you and participate in the this or that. <laughs> They're on Wednesdays. <laughs> so exciting. Um, yeah, cool. Well, thanks so much, Anna. Thank you. <laughs> All right. See ya.